welcome to the YSF podcast, the podcast brought to you by Yorkshire Sport Foundation. You join us for the second in our 2023 climate series. And our guest today is David Gent, the Chief Executive of Active Humber. David is a passionate advocate for all things climate. He sits on a national steering group with a number of other large sporting organisations. And in this episode, he talks to us about his personal passion and why he felt he simply had to bring that into his role as the Chief Executive of the Active Partnership. So to get us underway, David told us a little bit more about Active Humber. The Humber's the great Yorkshire port, isn't it? It's uh, the UK's biggest port by, uh, and so important to the economy of the UK. Great place, uh, uh, East Yorkshire, North Lincolnshire, that whole sort of uh, thing. We're an active partnership. We're relatively small in uh, uh, numbers, but uh, really wanting to get lots and lots more people active. Our biggest challenge is... Uh, the fact that we're pretty inactive at the moment, so we need to do lots more work on that. And that's why I believe the climate so critically and the challenges we're going to face in the Humber, as in other places in Yorkshire, like South Yorkshire. But it's really, we're at the forefront over in the Humber and we've got to sort of find our place in all of those changes that are going to come of how can we get people playing sport, do that in a climate-friendly way, and at the same time help us uh, and help wider society cope with the changes that are coming through um, climate change. Awareness around climate change has been there for a long time. I don't think there's been an action through lack of awareness, um, generally speaking. I'm making a bit of a sweeping generalisation there. But what prompted you to take it or what prompted it to become a particular personal passion of yours? And then again, to, to evolve that into this needs to be part of what I do as a, in my role as Chief Executive of Active Humber. Well, I think the first thing is we've all been quite silent on climate change. It's been one of those things that's going to happen sometime in the future or it's something that's happening in some South Pacific island or something like that. I think it really brought it home to me when I took the uh, job at Active Humber that 85% of all of the houses and uh, businesses in Hull are already below the high water mark. Because the Vikings, uh, uh, 1,500 years ago, built a big uh, uh, dike around Hull to stop the Humber coming uh, into it. So if the water is going to rise, Hull's going under because it's already potentially under it. So it was that sort of uh, moment of, wow, this, this is you know what begins to happen on that. Then another thing that really uh, came home to me was this whole idea about where the emissions are, that the industries that we have in and around uh, uh, the Humber because of it being a port and very manufacturing, that the Humber alone produces 37% of all of the UK's carbon emissions. And then we wonder why in the Humber that people's uh, breathing and there's so many health uh, problems, etc. And it was this sort of awareness moment of all of these factors, which individually you didn't really notice. But when you started to put them together, that's perhaps actually why it's causing people not to be uh, physically active. So that's where we thought as an organisation, we need to get on top of it. And it's been the most marvellous journey as it's as we've got to understand it more and what are the issues and why. I. It's very easy to say this is the biggest challenge of the time, because it is. But I genuinely do believe we've got lots of different ways that we can make such an impact in community sport to improve people's lives and to mitigate and adapt to the effects of climate change. So I've always been interested in it, but it was like really the place brought it home about how important uh, the climate and a sustainable climate is. 
So but once you've had that moment and you've gone right, and we 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 you know we are an organisation, it's going to affect people's activity levels. Um, as we we've spoken about and we put in our report that we're doing, our primary role is to get people active, but this links into that. So once you've had that moment, where did you begin? What was was it? You know, we when we started this, we went and went down the we need the policy and an action plan kind of route. Was yours similar, or was just we just get started and make something happen? I think it was a bit of a, we all want to do the policy, don't we? Because that's the easy thing to do. Oh, just go online, get somebody's policy, knock out the top bit, put in a new work. We've done it. I think what really came over to me was that when you started looking and a bit more and reading around it, it's like, actually, you know, it's the way I'm eating. You know, actually, this is about the way that I'm traveling. It's actually about the, the clothes that I uh, wear. And then you start sort of thinking about, well, okay, is it just me? Is it my colleagues as well? You know, because I'm this sort of like weird veggie that's in the, uh, the room. And actually, it's not that at all. So I think it was, yes, let's get a policy. And we did do the policy. But I think we clicked on really quickly was actually spend the time to understand, to learn, to share don't get worried that you haven't got something in place just really go oh we could do this we could uh, 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 do that and then suddenly it starts becoming really self-evident about what to do and then suddenly you can have a conversation with somebody else because they can go you you know have you seen these um, recyclable uh, football shirts what you're on about you know and so I genuinely and that's where I think we're still on our journey of learning, understanding, because there's something every single day that sort of like comes through thinking, well, I haven't thought of it like that. Uh, And then I think the other thing as well, I listened to a person, they were talking about their green spaces and how important it is and said, you know, we just see them as somewhere to walk the dog, play football. And when they said, you know, they clean the air, when they said they keep the temperature down in cities, it was like, wow, they do all these other things and we didn't know about it. So, that's the why it's so important to learn and to share the knowledge and understanding as opposed to oh i've written the policy that's great and sometimes it can can and people can fear that we're patronizing others oh, what's the first step oh it needs to be educational yeah. but cause, oh, we know the climate's in the earth is in trouble and, and climate change is is coming and is here once you did that what were some of the you spoke about internal staff there and colleagues what were some of the the, the, the quicker wins or the things that sort of sparked initial change, think amongst your team? Well, I think the obvious uh, initial change is get rid of the photocopier. Uh, I think there's all that sort of, oh, we're using a lot of plastic bottles. So I think there's lots of self-evident things that are pretty easy and pretty quick uh, to do, but you've got to go further. And I think that's when having a discussion and having a discussion and not judging somebody that they happen to like to eat beef steak every single night of the week and you're going, well, that's not really the best thing for the environment, was start to have the conversation about, okay, so what more could I do? We could perhaps do this. Well, I think I'll do that, but I'm not ready to do that. Well, that's okay. And then once people had sort of seen other people doing stuff, oh, that's a lot easier than I, I thought it was. So one of the other things we talked about and is the Humber's a big place to drive around. Uh, public transport's not as good as it possibly uh, could be. So it was things about, well, we won't necessarily share journeys, 
but how could we significantly cut our journeys uh, down? And then uh, we found this wonderful little tool that you could put in your car mileage. And uh, is it that much carbon? And it's that many trees you need to plant? And I think that helped people. Not that we went out and planted loads more trees, but it was like, do I really need to make that journey to be carbon friendly? And then, of course, the pandemic hit which took us into a whole new world. But I think that start off is just like, have the conversation, don't beat yourself up, one thing at a time, um, but do talk to people at home, do talk to your friends, do talk to the people down at your sports team, because you'd be quite surprised. Oh, yeah, I'm thinking of doing that. So that's what we've done is that initial start, really. I guess that builds a culture where... um Various things about, you know, we've got it in our own, own organisation, money minding, what we're spending on, do we need to spend money on that? And it becomes part of that culture. And people, are, when you hear someone say it on the other side of the office, you go, right, we've got it. And then it starts to really embed itself. I guess that's what you've started and you hope will will continue into the actual work practices of, of Active Humber in the future. Indeed. And I think <clears throat> this is the point that we know to get people to be physically active. If you tell them you need to do 150 minutes a week, so what? But if you can explain that in the terms of, do you know, if you come down here, you meet some fantastic people. That, so I think it's that behavior change, that culture, and helping other people. And don't do them down that they're not friendly for the climate, but find something that they feel, oh, yeah, we could really um, uh, do that. And it is more about the culture. And then I think what's great about the culture, and you just said it there, that somebody, oh, yeah, I get that, or I hadn't thought of it like that. And that starts building up. I think our challenge is, uh, that we've tried to say to do that with equality over the last 20, 30 years, and we've still got some way to go. I think on climate, we've really only got seven years before it starts kicking in. So somehow we've got to massively increase those conversations and uh, cultures. And uh, But I do think that starts every single day. I'm going to talk about the climate. Uh, talk about office culture there and hearing someone on the other side of the office we are in the york sport found office foundation office today and we said how good it is to be in person and the value of that but one of the significant changes you've made in terms of what comes next was on the back of the pandemic and the, your, your office use so without trying to uh, say too much of what you're going to say just talk about how how what you, changes you have made to the use of an office so we had the office before the pandemic kicked in, we were sort of beginning to realize we're not using as much as we should do. Suddenly then the pandemic, uh, we're not using the office. I haven't used it really for a year um, uh, now because of going at home. And that was, I think, the culture kicking of really do we need that is the different ways of uh, working. Uh, so we went out looking. And, and the first thing was started off was we want an environmentally friendly office rather than we're going to work from home. And in getting at uh, that stage, then it became, well, it's really a hybrid approach, isn't it? And that then, we were very, very lucky that the Aura Centre at Hull, which is an incredibly carbon-friendly uh, building, so it's virtually carbon-neutral, uh, uh, that was great. And then that caused us to rethink again then the way that we needed to work. And, and what was interesting in it is that it did start off with works changing, then we got the pandemic. Then it's like, 
actually, we seem to be spending a lot of money on office accommodation. And then it was sort of like, well, yeah, but it's really important to meet people, isn't it? And it was a number of things all coming together, but everything kept sort of looking at a climate dimension of, okay, well, we'd save this much energy, we'd save this much here, but then well, what if we're not meeting anybody? And we're not a team any longer. So it wasn't this sort of straight linear decision. It was a very much more organic and fluid process and we had sort of moments going forwards moments going uh, um, backwards but I think it's been well worth it because it's now instilled I believe in us that we think everything from a climate point of view as we would do for equality. So what does a a normal week look like in terms of office use. Is it, do you all get together as a team on a on a Monday? Is that right? On a Monday. So one of the things that became very p- apparent early on, and I think this is the pandemic, but then when you're not in an office, was you do need to meet. We are human beings, and we need to look each other in the eye. And so we all made a commitment that you're in the office on a Monday. Uh, you tell your partners that sorry, we can't do something on Monday. Obviously, there's annual leave and stuff like that. But then, And then what was really interesting was that people spent a bit of time talking about the football results, what they'd done at the weekend. But they were actually getting to know people better because instead of it being in the office and, oh, yeah, yeah, it was like you took the time. And then the other thing which was really interesting was that we decided not to fill the Mondays up with meetings this was very much of you can't have the culture of uh, David or Andy doesn't speak to me because that's because you're not speaking to David or uh, Andy. You need to use that uh, time on Monday to make that. And then actually for the rest of the week, okay, it's a team's call, it's an email. But it's really important as we're transitioning that to stop thinking like we're in a 19th century office and what does a 21st century community means and part of that i think that climate friendly community is that we recognize that we're all individuals we all have our own story to tell and we need to be respected and feel liked etc and this suddenly gives you that option to do it but it's a behavior you must take the time because it's too easy to go i've been on monday and i go and talk to the people i always go and talk to you know, you've got to talk to um, everyone so do you in any way measure the impact that that change has had on the the climate in terms of you mentioned um miles there and carbon emissions now that you've made that change in terms of reinforcing it to the you know, why are we doing this? First of all, from a from a client benefit, what what do you do to, to measure that? Actually, not in the way that. Okay. Well, it's a very, and this is like understanding. Don't make it too complicated. Just do it. So, I can't tell you how much carbon we've saved on all of the journeys, but what I can tell you is that the car mileage has gone down significantly in terms of the claims. So we're having effect of reducing uh, uh, carbon. What's really interesting as well, when you look at all of the uh, the claims that we have periods when we seem to be doing a lot and then it dips off. So it's also understanding how we travel over the years, uh, over the year. And then there are certain key times when you just need to have to travel uh, uh, a lot. I think it's also been really interesting that people, uh, not to use the phrase of, well, I can't do it because I'm at home today. No, you're not the company and the charity wants you to uh, be there. So it's that sort of behaviours of thinking about it and uh, 
We've now found a tool and we're going to test it out on our conference on the 19th of May that we're going to, everyone's going to give us the postcode and we're going to do a bit of a lottery uh, and we won't identify who made the most carbon and who made the least carbon. But I think that it that's because we were just going, look, car journeys create carbon. How do we manage that? Has then led us into thinking how we can do it better as opposed to, oh, it's just too difficult. There isn't a tool. Just do less journeys or be more clever in that. And and equally, just another bit of the story is we've gone from being, well, you just do lunch, don't you? To the lunch on the 18th of May, there is going to be no meat there. Not because uh, we're against uh, meat, but what we want to say is, did you have a fantastic lunch? And people obviously go, yes. And they go, well, you see, that's why you can do a carbon-free lunch and you don't miss it unless you do it. But we're not saying you can't eat meat because that's a personal choice. But I think it's, it just keeps getting you thinking all the time of, well, how can we make it more climate? And some people might, I personally love a pork pie. I think it's the best food in the world, but there won't be any pork pies on the 18th of May, but I, I'm sure I'll be sneaking a pork pie at the weekend. The primary purpose is to support more people to be active and being in a place to do that as a team in the best possible place to, to be able to do that may or may not be in the, the way that you've worked that you're working at the moment so other than the obvious teething issues i'm sure you've had is it making an impact on um the ability to, to do the the primary job i guess well i think where people have really appreciated it is that it has given them that flexibility to deal with the family issues that they need to um, uh, deal with which is really um, good and we should be doing that but equally i think people have expressed that uh, some of us are lucky enough to have an office at home others don't and they have to work on the kitchen table so it's recognizing that we've got to somehow find that space that work is not staring at them when they're sat down with their family at the kitchen uh, table thinking uh, this and that i think the other thing as well which we've all been acutely aware of is that we should be being physically active and at home, that's suddenly become a lot easier because we've got showers. So why do you keep sitting at your desk and carrying on working for another 90 minutes when you could have stopped and gone out and looked about your health and well-being? And I think it's that understanding that it's, in the previous, it's quite structured, so you could do it where it's a lot less structured now. And the temptation is to go and do other things like, you know, I'm just going to spend this afternoon doing the washing. Okay, do it once, that's no problem. But it's something like, well, Tuesday afternoon, I always do the washing, no, no. And so I think that well-being is, it's about each individual. But one of the things we did say to him is that if I need to get in contact with anybody with the team, and this is not because I'm the manager, everybody should be getting back within two hours. Mm. And that's really important important because in this new style where somebody's ringing you because they need an answer the fact that oh i was really desperate the dog needed to go for a walk uh, uh, so i think it's all those little things and if you don't do those returning the telephone calls um you're not really respecting your colleagues and i think that's again what climate change is telling us is that it's new structures new ways of doing things which we take the past but you've got to convert it into the present and if it's not hurting and it's not a little bit difficult you're not really trying um you're obviously the chief executive you sit on um national steering groups and presented at, at main different um events so online i recall i've seen your, your presentation a couple of times 
I think I've heard you talk before, part of the role is to advocate for more people to take this, not necessarily um, changing their office setup necessarily, but thinking more about the climate and the role they can play in other sport and physical activity organisations. How have you found over the last year or two the response to that is that, you know, we, we're sitting here as two organisations who are, are doing as much as we, we can whilst recognising we can always do more. Are you getting positive responses from a lot of people? Are people, oh, well, but what the, about what about that primary focus? How are we meant to do that and that? What's the, the response like? I think it's fantastic what Yorkshire Sport are doing. And what I think Yorkshire Sport are doing really well is that they don't preach. It's a conversation you can listen, you can speak. We just need to keep doing more of that. That's what I think I've been trying to do is to emulate that across. And I can tell you, my inbox every day, there's somebody going, David, could we have a chat? I know you're really busy, but could you have a chat? And I deliberately go and have a chat with everyone. I answer absolutely every single email because I know what they feel like, which is what do I do next? And if we can all just say, look, do this, look, do this. I found this pretty uh, useful. I'm not sure if you'll find it useful. And I think if we keep doing that, we'll build this momentum, which links into uniting the movement. And suddenly it's like, oh, yeah, actually, you know, it was, that was really helped me. And honestly, I've used the YSF stuff, you know, going, oh, that was really good, that podcast. That was really good. So I think is absolutely sharing everything. There's nothing secret. You know, we mustn't be going, well, you know, we came up with a policy. How dare you copy it? This is the climate isn't bothered about that at all. And I think if we all take that leadership role and we're seeing yourself to hear myself or others that it's like saying, hey, I want to be part of that. that. They're a really good group of people, aren't they? Oh, that it's really great being in their company. And gosh, it's always so good. And I think if we keep creating that, we'll get this momentum because they're all the, you know, they've got to decarbonize the Humber. They've got to do all that. But, the way we will change society is is that all of us are going to go and say, you have to do this government. And we start that at a local uh, level. And that's where, you know, we've got clean in the air in this country because people demanded it. You know, we've got better health because people demanded it. It starts at that community level. So uh, to me, all the time is have those conversations, be unbelievably generous with what you know and uh, and but most importantly prepared to listen and go wow that's amazing wasn't it because somebody's always going to come up with something you just go god i never thought of it like that that's really clever isn't it really um you probably preempted the question was going to be what tips have you got for people and i think you've touched on some there you spoke about just starting the conversation at the beginning of the episode and that's how then then sparked something that's i guess what you've done in terms of how you've changed the way of working. Because I think almost, I should probably look for up a stat for this, but you, you see jobs listing now, they almost all say hybrid. So hybrid working is not necessarily a kind, it's almost people expect it now. But to go to the extent that, that you've gone to with, with, with sort of essentially moving out of an office might be quite a daunting thing to people and going, that's that what we have to do. If people are in a perhaps a similar position to you in terms of a seniority of an organisation wondering, where do we where do we start? What do I need to do? What would your just sort of 30, 60 second answer to them be? I think the the top tip about accommodation acting is I think you have to ask each person. 
and you need to find out what is important in their lives. And I know if you've got 500 people, that would seem quite daunting. But uh, what the climate's telling us, we have to behave and live in a different way. So we're one fit of we're all going to sit in one office, we've all got our own desk, that can't happen. But equally, it can't be that the chief exec said we're all working from home, etc. So what I think the climate's demanding is, is find out what your colleagues works best for them. And then you've got to add that in a collective way that suddenly the sum of the parts are greater than they were individually. I also think uh, I call this brushing your teeth. You know, you're meant to brush your teeth 10 minutes a day, twice a day, whatever. I think it's encouraging the behaviour that today I am going to spend a period of time, I'm not going to say it's 10 minutes, but a significant period that I did go onto the BBC website and lead the climate thing. Well, why would I do that? Well, you do that for the sport, don't you? Yeah, I do. So I think it's those little things of during the day finding something to uh, pick it up. I've subscribed to newsletters, which are great. I've just read the newsletter. I've just reading one when we came here today about coral. Um, what's that got to do with sport? It's making me think about it. So I think it's under office accommodation, that stuff. Talk to the individuals, work out something collective. And isn't that a metaphor how we're going to solve the climate change crisis? Are there people who, when you talk about this and go, either because like i said the awareness is there people know it's not it is the kind of the more than the elephant in the room about um climate change but they've got you know our priority is to get people active or our priority is is this might be other organizations speak to in the humber who've got other um primary focuses and just go i just, I just can't i'm not yeah. not um criticizing them for having those views absolutely they've got, they've got other priorities and other challenges and, and that but how do you make the case to them if you do have any of those conversations? What do you tend to say to try and just get them on side? In a, again, not a preachy way, but uh, trying to change behaviours. I think the big thing for me is we cannot survive without the climate. We have to have clean air. You know, if you don't have air for 60 seconds, you're going to start to die. Uh, I happen to live a thousand feet above sea level, so it's unlikely that I'm going to uh, get flooded by a rising thing. Uh, but it does rain a lot, and my house might get flooded. All of those things that happen, these effects that are beginning to happen now, is they don't happen because of one thing. They happen because we do lots of things which contribute to it. So we take our kids at football matches from Leeds, and we get them to play up in Middlesbrough. When, why couldn't they just play in Leeds or play at Wakefield or play at Bradford? Uh, we go too fast on our cars, and that's the rubber coming off the uh, their tyres. We could if we all wanted to have much more sustainable football kits. The fact is, uh, yeah, they're a bit expensive at the moment, but we could make that demand, we could make that change. That will take loads of plastic out of the system. And when you see some of the pictures, you know, when the fact that there's plastic at the top of Mount Everest and the bottom of the Mariana uh, Trench, and my understanding about the Mariana Trench is a sports drink, how the hell it's got there, I do not know. So I think that's the impact of seemingly very simple things that we just do automatically when you add them up and you imagine every person in sport doing that and there's about 16 million people in england every weekend go and play sport 16 million bottles in the system or 16 million plastic bags or whatever so we should be um we've got when we come together 
to solve the crisis. But when we act together, we've got a massive impact. And, you know, sport gets to people's lives way more than other things do. News, events and jobs for those making sport happen in South Yorkshire and West Yorkshire. Get the latest local, regional and national updates direct to your inbox. Sign up to the YSF Weekly at yorkshiresport.org slash subscribe.